It's coffee. It's comics. It's music. It's Nerds on Coffee. Are you comfy? Yeah, this is a good one. Are you... Is this good for you? Because it's, it's good for me. I'm just taking photos of me behind a mic for Alexis. Oh, cool. Are we are we recording? Yeah, I've got welcome. Sh- I'm not editing any of that. I out. love it. <laughs> I don't want you to. I want the intro to be a soft a soft open like that. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Like, and welcome to Saturday Night Live. Yeah, Mark Maron's really good about that. Whenever he has guests on, he just has all his shit recording be- <laughs> before they even get there, and they just walk in and they they just start talking, and he never lets them know. Like, that's amazing. He just, they just, he just does it. It's fucking great. Is there anything that's like really fucked? Uh, I don't know. I haven't listened to a ton of. I'm sure he like cuts those. Like, like if someone's racist, <laughs> that's instantly where my mind goes with that. It's like, like I can't like, like, like they like, didn't know you're. They didn't know, and, and they so just said like, some yeah. fucked up shit. That's funny. Uh so guys, how you doing? You're gonna hear this way before we air the Thor one play by play movie commentary podcast, but. Chrono, but time-wise, we just recorded it, so our asses hurt so much because Kyle yeah. still hasn't replaced his <laughs> shitty fucking futon. You know what? I was riding my bike earlier today, and I rode by um, a spot in Burbank where I went and got my bike tuned up today and got some new tires, and there's like a, like a custom foam shop there oh and so i, mean, I was I like save a little bit i was like maybe i could just get them to make like just measure and be like make me a new cushion please and then just like fucking like velcro it on or something yeah i mean the frame i don't think is broken right oh no it's fine it's just a shitty cheap futon yeah yeah, yeah. like the springs are just going out it's, mm. just, like, it's just you know what i mean, I mean like, that's not a bad idea I'm not, I'm i mean not. look at the back compared to the bottom <laughs> right that's how you know the back's <laughs> fine it's just the bottom really. it's awful yeah yeah it is awful but um, i've been known to take naps on that futon have you? Yeah. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Because your ass is so heavy. Yeah. That that's why it dips some places. Yeah. Oh, because you're just a fat fuck. Yeah. I'm just kidding. You're not fat. Yeah. You're actually really skinny. You look like you're. You look good. You look like Thanks. you've been losing I'm weight. I'm losing weight. I've been working. I've been. I set a goal to go to the gym and exercise every day. Right. How's that been going? It's been going good. The reason why I, I set my workout routine to be something that uh that for now can be a an easy habit for me to get into to motivate me to continue to keep it up because I didn't want to start with some like overly ambitious workout that takes like two fucking hours and I'm pumping all this weight because I don't really want to bulk up I actually want to kind of trim down and just get healthier and so I set um you know I run and I well I bike to the gym and then I run when I get there how long uh, I run a mile and then I bike another two miles on the one where you sit down and your legs are like flat in front it. of you. So I, I bike there, I stretch, I run a mile, I bike another two miles, and then I do um, some arm stations and then some ab and core stations, and then I stretch again, and then I get out. You don't lift at all? No. I mean, I do like I do on like, machines. I don't do free weights, but like totally. I, I do weight resistance on machines. I love it. Um, but yeah, it's, it keeps it easy. I'm in and out in like under an hour, and I ride back. I, my heart rate's up above you know, 140, 150 the whole time, and it's a good workout. I feel like I'm, I've worked out, you know, and I've got, um, you know, I'm starting to get to where like, I feel like things are getting easier. And so I'm starting to add, add a couple things, add sets, you know what I mean? Add reps and stuff like that. And so, cause I'm not moving a lot of weight. I'm just, totally. I'm focusing more on reps and, and consistency because I just want to kind of lean up a little bit. Well, that that's what I always, I mean, I do love a good heavy lift all the time, but I also me and Alexis count our workouts not necessarily for the point of view of trying to get great, amazing, 
heart pounding workouts in every day. Yeah. But for the validation and the feedback of something is better than nothing. Exactly. And so today I didn't have much time to work out, but a workout counts as a workout. So I went outside and did a 15 minute, 1.5 mile run and a hundred pushups. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Dude, just something, man. Something is better than nothing. Yeah. And, and that's what the problem is you get into that routine where you're like, ah, oh, I just don't have enough time to, so I'm not going to do anything. Exactly. And then you do that for like a month and then you become a fat fuck. Oh, for sure. Well, and like, I've been pretty, open on social media about like my bullet journaling that I'm doing mm. in terms of like kind of keeping track of like my habits and stuff. And my goal that I set for now was to just at least every day exercise for 30 minutes, just to do something for half an hour a day. I love and it. And coming from, you know, the better part of a decade of having not worked out or exercised or even really taken in consideration healthy eating habits whatsoever, that that's a good improvement. And like my wife obviously is a registered dietitian and fitness instructor. And so she's like- She tries to whip you. No, she's like she's like I think that's a good goal to start with. I mean, studies have shown that at least half an hour Has of exercise a day. You? No. Never. No. I mean, jokingly, but it's never <laughs> but I also But she's dead serious but when you she's also, joking. But you also like you also can't hurt my feelings. And so like I'm a middle you think class. That's like her, like, I'm a middle class Christian straight white man. There's nothing you can say to me that'll bring me down. <laughs> Like not a fucking thing, and that's honestly me not being like. I think I know one thing. It's just a. That's just. I think I know one thing. Yeah. I think if you met somebody who actually fully believed in flat Earth, it would bring you down a little bit. Yeah. To this, to date, I've never met anyone that I know of that that, like really flat earther. I feel like if you met that person, it would like hurt your soul. I bet people that cut me off in traffic are fucking flat earthers. (laughs) Like the guy. Oh my god! So I'm in the car with uh, with Corey the other day. We're going on a hike. Yeah. This dude cuts us off, like completely cuts us off to to turn right, like on on oncoming traffic, not at a stoplight, like a mid uh. in between light like uh, street. So goes cuts us off, and I just throw my hands up in the car and go, "What are you doing, man?" <laughs> right? That's all I do. Yeah, I'm not cursing him. So like, right? You, you just fu- give I him say, the like, "What's what up, doing? dude?" Like, yeah. Dude throws a cup at us. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what kind of cup? Like, like a plastic like, solo like a plastic cup. Fucking just- <laughs> like, like, dude, turning from in his car, like slow motion, throws it. Like, it's gonna hurt me. Well, and also, it's screaming probably at us, like, not- and then he starts screaming, like, "Come over and fight me, you bitch." That's some pretty. This is pretty strong words coming from a dude who threw something that wind can make not reach you. Like what the hell? And I'm I'm just looking at Corey and I'm like, from all the touring I've done, I just understand that he really has a shitty life. Totally, you know, dude. Yeah, traveling will make you understand that. Yeah, yeah. So like the touring too. But the only I've I've been I'm a pretty rageful person in general. Yeah, me too. But I'm only rageful. Driving now. I'm not rageful in person anymore yeah, same. because I've traveled so much, 36 countries and 200 shows, I believe it's at. And I'm just like, if you have enough energy to get that mad, your life sucks. Yeah. I get like, I go like fucking zero to 100 in like three milliseconds when I'm in the car. 100%. Like with my, just with my anger and just shit. Cause like, because I definitely think the whole like I love the what are you doing, man? Like what are you doing? Like I I give people this all the time. Like I look at them and I throw my arms up and I throw and I, and I throw a what the fuck out at them. Like I go I, I go <laughs> I go straight for the what the fuck. And uh, yeah, I definitely think the the idea that that 
you are more aggressive in your car because you're like boxed in and like you think that like nothing can happen to you. It's like I definitely think that holds true in my situation too because like actually I don't know. I get pretty verbal with people I, if I'm upset I, with them. I'm just more in it because I'm like I will play roller derby with you. Oh, a thousand percent. And you and I know you're all talk. Oh, a hundred percent. That's why I get so angry because I'm like, you're, I was like, dude, if I slammed on my gas right now and hit you once, you would be shitting your pants. And all I would do is yeah. go in reverse and hit you again. So like, let's just be cordial. There's no reason for you it. to be an idiot. Yeah, but, I completely agree. Because we were in the streets the other day in New York and we were with my dad and this dude elbows me hard. Mm. Like just like. Running past me, elbows me, and I just start laughing. And my dad is like trying to like tell the guy to apologize and shit. Because oh, my dad, my dad's like that's like there's that. just no point. And I look at him, I'm like, Dad, you gotta understand, a guy like that has such a shitty life, and that's the most exciting moment of his day. Honestly, though, too, like that guy might not even like consciously acknowledge that he did that no 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 he did oh he just like, like i looked at him i was like no, no nothing like no sorry and he's like fuck you yeah basically yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. Like, all right well actually fuck you because everything in your life is shitty. right and then my dad's it. like how do you stay so calm in those situations i'm like because you have to understand the amount that i've worked out in my life if this guy threw a punch at me he would be the one going home in the hospital yeah like, right I, I, i'm not gonna go to jail because no, he's an asshole no you just gotta laugh it off but i'm I'm definitely become that person where it's like the strongest man in the room never wants to start a fight yeah yeah you know i i i real i used to not realize the power and then i started and then i started quantifying it by doing like 10 sets of 10 at 225 bench mm. And I was like, that's not normal. That's a lot of weight. It is. And now I realize that like if someone threw a punch at me and I someone threw a punch at me and I saw a red, I could probably kill them. And yeah. that scares me a little. I think most bigger dudes could. You know, I mean that's just the cool. No, it's only like, me. It's only it's you. Only- <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You're right. Uh, it is yeah. most bigger dudes for sure. But I would I, I would get worried because I'd say the only things that would really get me is like if someone like attacked Alexis, I'd probably just kill them. Oh, dude, I'm the same way. Yeah, yeah. You don't like, touch the I, I will tolerate a lot more th- coming at me than I will at, like, my family. Yeah, know? yeah, so, like, yeah. If, 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 if That's the line. That, that's when I just take one of your guitars and I'm just, like, going smash. going Do- Donnie the Bear Judonowitz. Happy, yeah. happy Hanukkah. <laughs> He's going yard! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Such a good movie. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> that's, like, the best scene in any movie. It's really, really Is good. Is it Tarantino? Yeah, it is right. Glorious bastards. Uh-huh. Oh, that scene is just so good. It's like happy fucking Hanukkah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. I love it. I love it. I love whenever he's also uh, Brad Pitt's character, Lieutenant Aldo. Rain. Oh, it's so good. So he's asking the the Nazi um, commander. He's like, you know what he does? He's like. He uh, bashes their head in with a club. And he's like, he beats their head in with a fucking baseball bat. What he does? <laughs> it's like, oh, it's so. Yeah, he great. just needs to say it again. Yeah, he just needs to say it. it's like the way that that guy described it just wasn't good enough. Did you see? The, I love that. Movie. Did you see the preview for Tarantino's new movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No, but I've read about it. Oh, I haven't seen dude, it yet. it's star-studded cast. Really? Yeah, it's uh, it's Pitt, it's DiCaprio. It's Maggie Robbins. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I need to see the preview. It, it looks gangster. Okay, I'm glad. I think, like, yeah, because I had some, like, I don't want to say I had issues with The Hateful Eight because that sounds wrong. It was like, okay. I, 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 I really, really enjoyed The Hateful Eight. 
But to me, there's a lot of movies that came out in that time. Those like the the Hateful Six or like the the the, uh, the Magnificent Eight or Magnificent whatever. Seven. Yeah, there's just yeah, so yeah. many number movies. Like all these shits suck. Well, the Magnificent Seven is actually a classic, and you're also thinking of the Netflix Adam Sandler shitty comedy with the Ridiculous. Six, yes, there's just too many which, sixes. Yeah, and and hateful eight. I'm like, none of these movies matter now. Uh, yeah, no, totally. But I really liked The Hateful Eight. I don't even know what it's about. Overall, thought it was good. You didn't see it? No, I didn't see it. You didn't see it? Um, t- did you see Pulp Fiction? No. Reservoir Dogs. Did you see yes, Reservoir Dogs? Well, both of them, obviously. Yes, yes, yes both. Uh, if you haven't seen any of those movies, you need to get your fucking life together. If you but- haven't seen, re- like, Pulp Fiction, I can almost understand because, like, it is hard to watch if you're not, like, into that it's style. It's a pretty involved movie. But if you don't, yeah. if you've never seen Reservoir Dogs, like, what are you doing? I thought Hateful Eight on paper from the top down in terms of plot and character development was basically Reservoir Dogs. Oh, really? Because you have a group of people. Again, you should know by now we go real heavy into spoilers here. And so, also, if you haven't seen The Hateful Eight by now, you don't want to see it. So, you don't care anyway. Yeah, I don't want to see it, so tell me. Like, basically... Give me the Spock notes. I want to learn about it, though. premise of Reservoir Dogs and Hateful Eight, based on how I understood them, and in my opinion, is you have a group of people... And you are telling a story that involves all of these people piece by piece through each character's different perspective one at a time. And at the end, it ties all, everything together as to why these characters are related. Like, to me, that's basically like both of those movies because that's essentially Reservoir Dogs. It's essentially and what's the Hateful actual Eight. story arc for Hateful Eight? Hateful Eight is you have um, a guy is transporting a... Um, criminal and there's a snowstorm they stop in this cabin and then all these other characters also are getting caught in the snowstorm and then they are all in this cabin together and kind of shit hits the fan a lot of things ensue they find out motives and intentions of why people are really there kind of where they're going what they're doing things like that and so it's a good drama like it's a good movie I actually met Bruce Dern when they were in, when they just wrapped shooting Hateful Eight, and really? like he kind of, he talked to me about like being on set. They were on set for 137 days. No way! Like on location for 137 days. Um, that's just that's insane to me. And so I mean that's not that's nowhere near the what was it three years that they used to film the Lord of the Rings movies? Yeah. I mean, it's a long time it's to be on long set, though. Time. I mean, to put it in perspective, to prepare for a tour, I have to go to like you know SIR, or, you know, for like a week, right? for like a week, and I'm like, fuck, I don't want to be in rehearsals for a week. <laughs> like, no way is that gonna happen. Um, but no, Hateful Eight's really good. You should check it out. Um, and also, you should check out Reservoir Dogs like, if you haven't seen it. Like. I, uh, Another movie, new movie that I just found on Netflix is uh, How It Ends. Oh, I've I've been seeing ads for that. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen it yet. It's a apocalyptic movie. Mm-hmm. Can I spoil it a little bit? Sure. Yeah. So what I really like about it is that it takes a completely new take on the point of view, the vantage point for an apocalypse movie. Mm-hmm. You know, most, if not all apocalypse movies, high budget, low budget, etc., are from the point of view of the government entity or the military. And like right. what the fallout is gonna be sure. from this apocalyptic disaster. This movie just follows a ran- regular random family on their road to perdition, basically, mm-hmm. for um 
for salvation and what happens in their own personal trials and tribulations as the world's burning around them. So it like hyper focuses on a very specific storyline, but you know there's a much bigger thing happening gotcha. around it. Gotcha. That's so I think cool. really cool. Yeah, I've been seeing that a lot around lately. And I just still refuse to watch anything other than The Office for the ninth time in a row. Like it just You've watched The Office do. that many times. Probably, yeah. I have at least I have at least watched The Office all the way through from start to finish. Not kidding, at least five times. Have you watched Lost? No, not once. Why not? I just didn't really like You watched it, episode one? It didn't ca- it didn't like suck me in. I just didn't really feel You watched like episode drunk. one? No. But how do you know it doesn't suck you in? Like won't you watch episode one for me? I can like read a menu. No, no, no. At a watch restaurant. One. And no, I don't want to eat there. I don't I don't agree. I know your I know your taste. I think uh, you're gonna love it. I'm not disputing that I wouldn't that I would have like a good time watching it. It just like at this point, I don't really want to get into like new shows right now. And especially like involved shows. You're technically like, not in getting into a new show, you're getting into an old show. It's new to me. Ba, ba, ba. It's new to me. I think you'd really like it. I probably would. I still haven't watched Breaking Bad. For, I haven't watched Breaking because Bad. Because I know I would love it no, to the I, point I, to where I would derail I my watched, life. I would binge it. Like I've watched episodes, and I don't like it. You know, that's actually, you just made an amazing mm. point. That would be a sick app or feature for Netflix is like binge control. Like if you mm. started a new series and you're like, hey, don't let me watch more than three of these a week. Right, right, right. Like, right. like if there's some like way that it could, you could probably set that up through the screen time function on your iPhone and set a usage parameter for Netflix to like only. But that doesn't work because only maybe I want to like watch other shit. Like give you an hour a day or something like that. That's still seven episodes a week. Yeah, but you're peppering it. Throughout your day, nah, I, don't, your I, week, I think though. I think that's a crude solution. I think this is the only one we have right now, though. Right, but we should um, build it. That's a fucking sick solution. Yeah, I'm down. I mean, I mean, that. let's just put like ten thousand dollars in app development and you know hire a team. Um, no, but I think that I think that's a cool idea. Like there should be like a binge gate. Binge gate. Yeah. yeah. Right. No. Maybe. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I'm trying to think how that would work because like you would, I mean, would you go, would you tell it like what show you're watching? Yeah, exactly. So like the way that it would work is like, Hey, I'm starting lost. There's seven seasons. Don't let me fucking watch 120 episodes in the next 30 days. Only yeah. let me stream. Like, like it should be, there should be like a button that says, Hey, I want to be able to stream no more than three of these a week. Right. And then, like, at the end of the Give third episode. Give yourself something to look forward to. Yeah, at the end of the third episode, it says, hey, and then you try to stream up so forth. like, hey, this functionality has been disabled until X date. Mm-hmm. It would be super simple, actually, to build. I mean, it's more of a function than an app sure. um, for, for the company, but I think that that could be a game changer. Mind, mind you, it's counterintuitive to Netflix's prerogative to keep you on the platform. Oh, for sure. They wouldn't endorse something like that because you're now limiting access to what they're trying to sell you. But see, I also don't know if that's limiting. I think that uh, I think that Netflix's biggest problem is that they don't understand one plus one can equal 100 if they focus on making Netflix a work-life balance, right? I think it's uh-huh. getting a negative connotation because everyone's like, oh my God, I'm going to get sucked into a Netflix hole. Right. right. right? It still doesn't stop people, though. No, but I mean, it's... It, they're, they're, they don't give a shit, though. Yet. Yet. 
but they don't give a shit right now because to them, there's still it's still a binary issue for them. It's like you either are streaming on Netflix or you aren't. You know, they're and also so it's minus like, eight billion dollars right now from last year. Just in general, like, just, that's they're just down. Yeah, like, no, they they they're like profit loss is like minus eight billion after costs. That's they're burning insane. eight billion a year. How do you spend that much fucking money? Well, the problem is spending the money is not a problem. But it's a problem when you're making $440 million a month. When you're burning that much money with that high of a revenue, from a business standpoint, from a pop culture standpoint, it's cool, right? Mm. It's a cool thing. From a business standpoint, I don't understand how it survives. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I mean, and then and then I know you didn't really read much into this, but Apple released Disney, uh, Disney, Apple released Apple TV Plus today. Yeah. Which is basically, it's more of a competitor to Amazon than it is to Netflix because you can also buy, you can also hub it and buy like your HBO subscription and put it in there like Prime lets you. Gotcha. And you can also rent movies still like Prime lets you, but you also have original content. Because it's essentially content. like looping in the function of, like the like the iTunes marketplace exactly, store. and so it's like but, so it's not really a direct competitor to Netflix. Like but you said. it is a direct competitor to Amazon. Yeah, but they have a partnership right now. I don't know to the extent, but when they were announcing it, they were showing some of Amazon's original content, and I think it's one of those situations where Amazon and Apple looked at each other and said, "The enemy of my enemy is my friend." Oh yeah, and they were like, "Let's fuck up Netflix," which is not going to happen. Well, I think. Well, well, I don't know. I, I think that I, Disney's I, about to pull all their content, well, and that's going to be a no, I think Netflix huge is dead. nail in the coffin. I think Netflix is dead. I think I think the writing's on the wall. When I say dead, I don't mean dead today or tomorrow. I mean in five years. Yeah. I don't think it's a com- I don't think it's a sustainable long term company anymore. Yeah. And um, well, they I, haven't evolved. As, they haven't well, as, the, in the right way. Them evolution means more original content. And that's not what we're talking about. No, no, not when you have platforms like Apple that are like, here's a phone, here's a music platform, here's a video platform. And then Amazon says, hey, here's a lifestyle, everything you ever need ever in life platform, music and movies. Yep. And then Disney's going to come along and be like, we're fucking Disney. And then... Right, they're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. Well, I'm, I'm actually... I remember early in one of our first episodes, I made the prediction that I think Amazon was going to buy Spotify. Mm-hmm. Right I now because of today's announcement from Apple pivot that to saying Disney is going to buy Spotify cuz Disney is now going to want to compete with Apple and Amazon and they'll be able to compete with them if they had a music component to their platform. That's true. So I now think that Amazon will just try to evolve their music streaming platform and Disney is going to come Disney has no problem spending money they just spent 73 billion dollars on 20th Century Fox oh yeah right their Trevor Trove is so big it doesn't even matter yeah but I think Disney is going to in a couple of years as their original content starts to really thrive be like hmm how do we really fuck shit up? Well, but even then, it's just a, it's just, Disney right now is still, in terms of, just in terms of like their streaming platform, not in terms of them as an entity, just in terms of viewing Disney Plus, it's still just Netflix with more horsepower. The, the model is not different though. And so by them acquiring Spotify, th- it's a small step in the right direction, but ultimately, like where you're going to thrive and where these uh, platforms are absolutely going to get a foothold for like the long term in terms of actually being able to like maintain a user base and 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 grow and 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 absolutely stay relevant 
is having an ecosystem, like you said, like 100%. we were talking about. And so it's like Amazon, Apple's doing it now. It's like, hey, we have a phone. You buy a phone. Probably sometime in the future, you're going to be able to buy a phone. If get you a don't free buy a phone, get a, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably going to be a point to where you buy an iPhone. You get a free subscription to Apple, whatever the fuck. And then it's got all the everything in it and you can upcharge like you can upgrade if you want and it's like literally i bought my iphone and then already downloaded onto my iphone as soon as i log in with my apple id everything is there music movies tv shows audio books anything yeah, i want to buy i agree it's, there. it's gonna already be there i think longevity is in like expanding from a tech platform and expanding from like an ecosystem that you're building hundred not just not just content i i I agree, but I do think Disney Plus is going to attack content in a way that no other platform has ever attacked. And what I think they're mm. going to do is I think they're going to take the MCU movie model and translate it to all of their IPs, which includes Illumination, Pixar, mm. Lucasfilms, yeah. Disney Classics, and Marvel, and do something to the extent of, hey, on Disney Plus, there's going to be all these ancillary dope stories about Loki, Scarlet Witch, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And then you can go to the theaters and watch the movie. And they're going to do that with all the platforms, with yeah. all of the IP. And that is a content play that nobody's doing. No, so, no one's done so, that. So it's going to be like, hey, let's go watch this uh, this series about Bubba Fett, and then let's go watch the series about Han Solo, and then, sick, both those characters are in the new Star Wars movie that we have to go to the theater to watch. Right, right, right. You know? And I think that is... And then they're going to do that and press replay on every IP they own, and then create these, like basically create these grand slam situations where they're hitting singles constantly at home and then once a month twice a month there's grand slams waiting for them at the at the movie theater so not only are you going to be getting I, Disney's rumored to be coming at five ninety nine a month to just fuck everyone up and undercut everyone yeah so not only is Disney going to have 30 40 50 maybe 60 million subscribers paying them six bucks a month but then they're going to be like cool every time we put out a movie we're also going to make a billion dollars exactly well, that's going to fuck shit up disney plus is also going to be an extension of their own marketing for platforms that they're putting out on the big screen you know and it's also like wrapped up in the to the circular universe of like their theme parks and all of their merchandise and like every like like disney is such a massive massive entity at this point like i don't think right. i mean are they going to are they going gonna... to end up putting espn on this platform i don't know man because like, disney owns espn yeah they own so much shit do they own know. nbc i don't know Hold on i'm going to do a fact check real quick not sure does Disney own NBC? Let's see. Yeah, I don't know what other networks they own. Um, they own Fox now. Yeah. Let's see what else they own. Oh, my God. Your Wi-Fi is crushing me. Sorry. Um, oh, wow. No. NBC Universal is its own conglomerate. Okay. NBC, Wow. This is this is just as fucked as Disney. Listen to this. DreamWorks is is DreamWorks owned by Disney? Answer is no. Mm -mm. Universal Studios and DreamWorks are both owned by a mega media conglomerate called NBC Universal. NBC Universal, which in turn is owned by Comcast. Oh my God! Fuck Comcast. Like what? Yeah. 
What? That's fucking ridiculous. But I am clicking a link right now that says every company Disney owns a map of Disney's world, so I'm pretty excited right now. <laughs> Holy shit. That's awesome. So it's a, it's a it's a map of Disney ears. And it's the Mickey Mouse ears right, right, in right. a map. So you got the you got all right, the Fox Entertainment Group, which is National Geographic, Fox Sports, 20th Century Fox, something called Sky. I don't know what the fuck that is. Mm. FX. Uh, and then there's a fuck ton of studios under 20th Century Fox. We're not going to get into that. Then you have Disney Music Group, Disney Theatrical Group, Disney. Ah, it was ABC is owned ABC. by Disney. Not NBC. ABC Disney is one company. Then you got ESPN. Then you have Disney Studios. <laughs> then you have Steamboat Ventures, which includes the ownership of GoPro. God, they own so much. Then they have Disney Direct-to-Consumer, which includes Hulu. Do they own Hulu now? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are we going to... It's going to be interesting to see if the Hulu platform suffers when Disney Plus launches. No, no. They're going to fold it in to Disney Plus for sure. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, no. I mean, this map is the most outrageous thing. Do you think you're going to get grandfathered into a Disney Plus membership if you already have an existing Hulu membership? Definitely not. That sucks. Oh, they're going to fuck you up for sure. They're going to be like, fuck you. Like, Hulu's not a thing anymore. Here you go. Yeah, well, maybe... It'll be interesting. I, I, I take that back. I think it completely depends on how they fold it in. If they keep Hulu as, like, a quote-unquote app with the branding inside Disney+, Plus, mm. then there'll probably be some sort of pay... There might, they, be a, there might be a thing to be like existing Hulu customers can experience the first like three months, you know, with this. But then after that, you'll be given the choice to switch over to our new price model or something. Like, I think that's probably a really that's uh, probably accurate. the like most transitional way to do it. Um, because then you kind of like Trojan horse people into having memberships with Disney Plus being like, hey, you're fine for now. And there's going to be just long enough to where you kind of forget about it. And then you're going to wake up one day and be like, oh, fuck, I'm halfway through, you know, scrubs. You know what I mean? Like, I need I, it. I, I need, need my finish. heroin. Like, exactly. That's I, how you do it. I, I, I am so excited and also horrified to see how society reacts to Disney Plus. Mm. I think... I think it could like start some like mind control shit. Mm. I think that they could be that they not like what am I trying to say? You have other companies like Universal have some amazing properties. You have Warner that has some amazing properties. Mm. But Disney literally owns every major pop culture brand, period. Yeah. Full stop. You have Indiana Jones, you have Star Wars, you have yeah. you have uh, all Marvel properties. You have Disney classics, Lion King, Mulan, Aladdin, etc. You got Pixar, Pixar yeah. Illumination. You're like, what? But yeah. Like, you're, you're, everyone else is fucked. Pretty much. Yeah, if they wanted to, they could start peppering their own subliminal messages into all of their content. That's what I'm saying. All of it. Kill Trump in every piece of content. That's cool. Someone goes murders him. Yeah. How that hasn't happened, not that I'm endorsing this, but just how I that I am has not endorsing the assassination of our president any way, shape, or form, but it is the wild that it has- The fact that it hasn't even remembered, it- like, that's unbelievable. Or, or, or do you think he has enough hubris that, like, if it was attempted, he was like, I don't want it out? I don't know. 
No, he's not. He's not that coy. Do you, do you think? Do you think it'd be arrogant. more like like someone just arrogant tried, somebody just tried to kill me and I stopped him? hundred percent. He's yeah, arrogant yeah, yeah. enough to where he would put it on blast immediately. Probably he wouldn't even have a meeting with his cabinet about it beforehand. Yeah, he'd just be go, like, I just tried to get killed. And he I would just go on it. fucking TV and be like, they tried to kill me. You can never kill me. I will live forever. It's like, oh my God. How are you even a fuck human, you fucking orange barbarian? What do you think fuck about you. the no collusion? I mean, Mueller did his due diligence. And if you were on his side, you have to respect the outcome. You know, but you know, just because he didn't find anything doesn't mean that there that Trump still isn't like doing shady shit. It's just you know, based on what he was uh, granted access to and what he had available to work with, he didn't find any evidence. You know, and now that might mean it's conclusive. It might mean that it's um, you know circumstantial. It might mean that it's you know for now. I don't know. I haven't read the full report. Honestly, I could not give two fucks about it because the way I believe is like whatever is happening with our country and our government is happening regardless of whether I know it or not. And it's not going to change. You know, that's kind of how I feel about politics in general. It's like, which is why I'm not a very political person. Um, why are you not a political person? I just don't. I just think that I just don't think that anything I do as a private citizen at this point in our society matters anymore in the scope of our national and federal government. So I'm very mixed on that because, in 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 obvious respects, I totally understand. Mm. But let's say there are one in every hundred people that are well educated well-cultured, and have a good head on their shoulders, mm. like you. I think that's a fair number one in a hundred that say the same thing you just said. Mm. That's three million people that don't necessarily do something that Third, could do something. Yeah, you're right, three million, yeah. And um, I'm not necessarily, not necessarily saying that there is anything that the three million of you guys could do, but I think that that is how Trump gets elected. It's exactly how Trump gets elected, but the number of people that are opting out of the system that you just described is also way higher than that. Like, the percentage is way more. Right, right, right. So, like, so, so imagine if it was 20 people out of every 100. It probably is. Right. It probably is, to be honest with you. Like, I I mean, what's 20% of 350 million? Was 20% of that? Is uh, 60, 62.5 million. Yeah, 60 something million. Like, yeah, so it's like there's probably a lot of fucking people who don't vote in this country. You know what I mean? Like, oh, uh, no, no, there there are. I think there's only 100 million people that voted last election, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, of people that are available to vote. And so that's also a skewed statistic. You can't just take in the national population and say, like, everyone, like, because a lot of those people are children. Not a lot of those people have voter registration cards. Some of them right. are immigrants. You know what I mean? So it's like of the voting pool you now have to take into consideration how many people are not voting who are eligible to vote. You know, it's the same logic uh, as the carpool thing. I read an article a while, like a long time ago, about a woman. It was less an article than a headline. But this lady got pulled over and got a ticket uh, for driving the carpool lane. Cop pulled over, gave her a ticket. And she went to court and fought the ticket because she had her daughter in the back seat and said, like, I'm not alone. Like, my daughter's in the car. Like, I don't I shouldn't have to pay this ticket because my daughter's in the car. And immediately 
most people were like, oh, yeah, she shouldn't have gotten a ticket. That's fucking bullshit. And then my first reaction was like, this stupid fucking bitch really thinks that she's doing society a favor by driving in the carpool lane when having someone who isn't even eligible to have a license anyway, she's already not going to drive. You mean like your nine-year-old daughter is going to like drive her truck to school if you're not going to put her in the fucking backseat? Like carpool lane is only reserved for people who are who would otherwise be driving their own car. Is that really the law? That's not the law, but that's that's the should be so the logic. So she didn't that's have to pay the ticket. No, she was legally in the right, but I disagree. I disagree fundamentally because interesting because by that logic, my two year old fucking counts. He he doesn't have a car. He doesn't even have, not even eligible for a license for another fourteen years. Like. Do you mean to tell me that like yeah? I can, well, see, I think about it. It's a not diff- a carpool if the people in your car wouldn't already be driving their own car, or even or even have that option legally. Like, so my my devil's advocate on that is if you're yeah. thinking that deeply about it, you deserve to be in the carpool lane. Oh, I drive in the car. <laughs> I drive in the carpool lane alone all the time. All oh, my the buddy time. got a ticket last night for that. Oh, I know. I've been I've been playing fucking roulette with that. Do you like, get pulled over? N- never have. In like five years, I'm really lucky. I'm flirting with a an aggressive line. You know, one time I had one of my guitar cases with me, and I put it in the front seat. And As it was a head, at, it was at night, and I put a hat on it. And I no, you didn't. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. <laughs> That's gotta be like fraud if they pull you over. Oh, it's a way bigger ticket. <laughs> It's a way fucking bigger <laughs> ticket, like massive, massive ticket. But uh, you could just be like, "Sir, I paid more for this guitar than that kid's college education." <laughs> exactly. So you know, I'm sitting the car. I mean, I feel like a cop in that situation might actually let you go if that was your response. Like, I applaud your effort. It was like, dude, that guitar is worth more than my unborn child's college education. I deserve to be here. Yeah, he might be like. Really? He'll be like, really? And you're like, I'll show you the papers of the guitar. I'll show you, man. And he'll be like, if that guitar is worth that much, you can leave. That's funny. I've definitely had some like funny interactions with cops. What's your they... funniest interaction? Uh, well, I don't know if funniest. To me, it's funny, but I got a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> More often than not, I got tickets. Uh, By the way, real quick, only 57% of um, eligible voters voted in 2016. Yeah, there you go. I'm one of the 43%. And so am I, FYI. Yeah, I don't vote Spoiler anymore. alert. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't even, at this point. Yeah, I'm, I'm hypocritical by saying what I said to you. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, oh I'm not. I'm, I exist but, in my but, own pool of people I was defending. But I will say this. If they get rid of the Electoral College, like they say they might, I'll vote again. I don't vote. Because yeah. my vote doesn't count in a blue state. Well, because of the Electoral College. Exactly. 100%. If, if it was a popular vote, I would reconsider my stance. For sure. Well, because then you, it actually it is a real number. Right. At that point, it is like a, a system based off of a very simple calculus of one in, one out. We will add this up, and this number is bigger right. than this number, so here's the result. I live in it's a, not the way it is I live right in now. a state where my views are 90% of the people. So exactly. I don't need to vote to know that my views are going to be heard. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. But if I, but if my vote now matters for the whole nation, that's a whole other situation. That's very different. But even with the, with the dis, uh, disbanding of the Electoral College, like you still have independent state governments that are going to like 
write in their own legislation and like make laws dependent on what's beneficial for their state. Right. But so for just the because presidential you election well, for the really- presidential election for sure. But I mean, what president has? Like Trump. nationally, well, yeah, arguably though, arguably. What do you mean? My life hasn't really changed very much since Trump. Oh, has been I in thought office. you were gonna say what? What president lost the popular vote and won the? Oh, absolutely! Fuck that guy! Of course he lost three the popular million. Vote. Yeah, of course he lost the popular vote. But, um, you're saying like, how has your life changed? My life hasn't really changed that much, but I also exist in a group of people that Trump historically represents, and so whether I align myself with his beliefs or not, I'm I'm. It doesn't matter to me. Like I, my life hasn't really changed. My life didn't really change when Obama got elected. Like that's my, true. My life hasn't. My my life doesn't really change when presidents get elected. That's a, I don't care. That's a valid point. What are we at time wise? Um, forty forty minutes. I think we should wrap it because Matt just got here. Oh yeah, we got a guest coming. We in. We have a guest. We're doing another podcast. This was a fun little short one. We want to get something in for you guys. Um, <laughs> oh, we just like cut s- such a serious conversation off. I know. I kind of don't want to cut it. We should bring it back up on the next episode with Matt and give people a reason to listen. Ooh, I like that. So we'll start with Matt. We'll just go full tilt. <laughs> Be like, hey, are you a registered voter? No. Boom! I love it. That's how we're gonna start. <laughs> You're it with Matt. in the club. So we're going to start that with Matt. So that means that this episode, this is more for Joyce when you're listening. Make sure you schedule <laughs> this one. Our executive producer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Please schedule this one before Matt's podcast That's in the same week. That's amazing. That's amazing. All right, guys.